The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Rock, rock, rock and Tropical Depression Nicole formed. 
Sure enough, I went looking. And here is a local newscast. Here's how it here's the lead for the local newscast today on on uh, the the ABC affiliate. If I can hit play here. Off the top at noon, Broward County is under a hurricane watch, and Miami-Dade County is under a tropical storm watch as subtropical storm Nicole forms near the Bahamas. And the unusual late-season storm system could become a hurricane before it does make landfall in Florida sometime this week. Oh, boy, we have a lot to get through, mm. Luke. I remember last week we thought, oh, this is fine. This is not going to be anything, and here we are. Uh, yeah, for the past couple of weeks, we were saying we're probably done for the season unless something weird were to happen. <laughs> this is weird. Weird. Only twice Everything's in the record weird. books have we had a November storm come from the Atlantic. This is this is not normal. All right, so we did have this a subtropical storm in Nicole uh, from early this morning. Forty-five mile per hour tropical storm there in the Southwest Atlantic. Yeah, there's the cone. Thanks so much. It will aim toward Florida Hello. later this week. Here's look a at it. Look at right. the cone. All right, that's right so where we are. As it strengthens, you can see up to a strong tropical storm by tomorrow evening, yeah. approaching the northern Bahamas by Wednesday morning, nudging up on hurricane strength, and as it passes over the warm waters of the Gulf Stream. Uh-huh. It's going to be borderline. Yeah. Strong tropical storm, low-end hurricane. That is the ceiling. We're not looking at a major strong hurricane here, but it could briefly attain low-end hurricane strength with the center coming ashore, forecast anywhere from deep south Dade all the way up to near Melbourne <laughs> or so. So uh, but, some models have it going north, some south, so there's still that spread. And because of that... Well, the- but you know what the good news is? It could. I, I wonder. Can you... You can't see my little pointer there. Nope. Doesn't work that way. Um, but... You know, right in that cone is Mara Lardo. Just saying. Potential impacts here prompted the watches today. So in the yellow across the entire east coast of Florida, you have a tropical storm watch. It means tropical storm conditions are possible within 48 hours. And in the orange, that is a hurricane watch that does include the Bahamas, uh, uh, Broward County, yep, Palm Beach there County. There you go. And that means hurricane conditions are that's possible. That's us. And that's and Mar-a-Lago, as too. As Wednesday night tropical storm conditions could start as early as tomorrow oh, night, as God. Tuesday night. Now, yeah. uh, Dade County and the Upper Keys are under that. Here it is on satellite. Yeah. That right there is the there center. There it is. But look, this is a <laughs> weird-looking storm. It's a hybrid. It's not a purely tropical storm. So it's got far-reaching impacts. It's oh, almost great. more like a nor'easter-type cool. storm. And in some ways, hey. it is. This is the tropical storm force wind field. Big wind field. This is going to be a big storm with far-reaching oh, impacts way really? outside the cone. There's your cone. There's your tropical storm force wind field. All right, so let's look at timing here. Tomorrow, 5 o'clock, approaching on the northern Bahamas, but not here yet with the sustained uh-huh. tropical storm force oh, wind. But by Tuesday night or Wednesday <laughs> morning, this is at 6 a.m., forecast is those sustained tropical storm winds spill over into Florida. And look at it take basically up the entire state. Wednesday is going to be a windy, rough day. The orange that you see is strong tropical storm, potentially low-end hurricane winds. That's why we have the hurricane watch where it's possible as we go into Wednesday night and early Thursday. Now, by Thursday, look at the winds. It's a lopsided storm system, stronger winds to the north. So if the storm tracks further south, that could bring those stronger winds over Dayton Broward. Tracks <sighs> further north, it wouldn't be as big of impact. Go north. Go now north. This, we also have Hit Mar-a-Lago. Go north. Almost the entire east coast of Florida. Now it stops in Dade County, but we do have that watch for Broward and Palm yeah, Beach. That's I'm, where we could I'm see Broward. some surge. Hello. Two to four feet. Uh, less. Okay, for you get the idea. So there is. <laughs> talk about a metaphor for this shitstorm of an election year. And it is the year. Uh, Hurricane Nicole. If you know what? If she really wants to channel me, she's going to just move slightly north and 
make a direct hit on Mar-a-Lago, right? Okay. All right. So I'll be fine. You know, look, a a Category 1 storm can do a lot of damage. Um, I'm just knocking on wood laminate that it turns right and goes north, please. Because, well, Gary says, Nicole, you really should get out of Florida. Well, let me tell you, we are, uh, I'm now in full-on packing mode um, (laughs) because we've got to be out by the end of the month. So... Uh, it's a work in progress, and I've got boxes galore, and I'm working on it. Okay, but today, what we're doing today is sort of, you know, the closing argument. I'm sure we'll do some of it tomorrow, too, because what what else are we going to do tomorrow? That's if I have power, if the power doesn't go out here. But, you know, there are a bunch of closing argument ads now out, um, and I'm going to play some throughout the uh, the show today. Um, Harvey JK will be along in a little while, so we'll share with him and we'll, we'll do, yeah. And, and yes, Tamara is reminding me that, um, on top of everything. So we've, now we've got a hurricane, hurricane Nicole. Thank you so much. And there is a, going to be a blood red, a blood moon lunar eclipse tomorrow. It just weirdness. This is a convergence of all the strange powers in the universe. I don't know what it means because I'm not that spiritual. I I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm just, I'm, you know, hey, we're just going with the flow. But I actually found this one ad that I want to start with today as we play, you know, closing messages. And this, I'm surprised actually that it didn't go more viral. I saw it last week and I immediately tweeted it and shared it everywhere I could thinking that this was going to take off and I was going to see it everywhere. Um, And last week things got pretty hectic around here. So I did not have a chance to play it for you. We had, you know, we had a... Had a bit of a party on Friday. I hope you guys enjoyed Bill Moomy. Um, anyway, so I want to start today's show with this one, and I'll probably play it again tomorrow. Uh, by the way, Laffy will be here tomorrow um, uh, because it is so good. And for those of you who are um, not watching video but are just listening to the audio, you need to see the graphics on this. So I will post it. On my website where I post today's show, it'll be at NicoleSandler.com slash 11-7-22 because it's so good. You know what? I'll also tweet it out and put it on Facebook, too, while we're talking because everybody needs to see this. So it was put out by a group um, and, uh, yeah, I'd have to open up the folder uh, to tell you that, oh, uh, way, way to win dot us. Okay. That's the, the umbrella group uh, that represents a bunch of groups who put this together. Way to win dot us. It's not from any candidate or party, but way to win dot us. You're ready for the way to win. Um, brace yourself because this is really, really good. America was founded on a dream of freedom, one that has yet to come true. It was freedom for some, freedom for the few, until we, the people, rose up and came together. From the Underground Railroad to Standing Rock, 
from Stonewall to Selma. We've pushed America towards that dream of freedom again and again and again. But there have always been those who use fear and division to cling to power. Now, once again, they are threatening to take away our freedoms, to control our own bodies, to vote and have the will of the people prevail, to love who we love. Progress often seems impossible. The truth is, we decide what's possible. You decide what's possible. We can build a country where all of us are free to thrive, a place where equality, justice, and liberty are real. Someday, when the next generation asks what we did in this moment to protect our freedoms, we'll be able to say everything we could. Vote Democrats. It is just a powerful, powerful ad. I hope you saw it. And again, I will um, I'll post it. Uh, on the blog along with today's show. Um, I, I got to say something here because since I've mentioned that we're going to be moving, I've had a lot of people um, basically berate me because we may be moving to Arizona. I just saw Larry R. in in the chat room. Yes, it is it, isn't it, human being? That ad is so good. I don't want to downplay it. I want to give it uh, some breathing room there. It is really good. Everybody should be tweeting that out, posting it. Every Everybody needs to see that, especially the people who haven't voted yet. People who haven't decided which way they're voting yet. Who could be undecided in this climate? How could you not know who you're going to vote for? I would love, if you are an undecided voter, please call me. Uh, 954-889-6410. If you're undecided, I want to know how you can possibly be undecided right now. I, I, I don't believe anybody is. But anyway, um, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, sorry, back to Arizona. So we are considering moving to Arizona because, well, a number of reasons. One, um, David went to college there. His son went to college there, and his son still lives there. So we've been here all these years. David's son has been in Arizona, and he's only seen him a handful of times in the last 10 years. So there's that. Plus, it's warm in Arizona, and my husband is a weather wimp. So um, there are very few places we're limited in where we can go because he won't go anywhere cold. So there's that. Also, Arizona was looking like it's turning blue. It's quite purple now. Somebody said it's the most fascist state. No, it isn't. That would be somewhere like Wyoming or North Dakota or South Dakota or Utah. You know, there are other places. Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas. Okay, you want to talk about places where I won't feel safe setting foot. But here's the thing. It's not up to me. It's not up to you. It is, it is up to the people of, of uh, Arizona. Because if they vote Carrie Lake in, I'm not going to Arizona because she's fucking off her gourd. 
She is nuts. And you know, she was a newscaster. Or a, a news reader is more like it. And apparently, she used to be very much into, um, you know, she 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 carried herself as if she were a Democrat, maybe even progressive. So what happened? Uh, money, power. She saw she could win by being a right winger. You know what? If I wanted to... Um, I could do right-wing talk radio and get very wealthy, but I don't lie like that. I couldn't do, I couldn't. You would know. Um, So anyway, um, if we go to Arizona, it will be because um, uh, two things. It will be because the real fascist, Rick DeSantis, Rick, Ron DeSantis, um, won re-election here in Florida, which he likely will because this state is nuts because Florida is becoming the fascist state um, in the nation. I know fascist isn't a word, um, but, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to get I'm trying to get through everything here. Um, anyway, so, you know, look, if Charlie Chris somehow pulls it off. We will likely stay here because I won't feel the need to leave because maybe Florida won't turn fascist after all. David McKee says Taos, New Mexico. I lived in Taos for a whole four months and it was horrible. Um, They say either the mountain accepts you or it doesn't. It didn't. I lasted four months there. I got altitude sickness. And I think I had a nervous breakdown. So not going to uh, Taos. I would go to Santa Fe, but it's too cold. Anyway, we're, you know, we're wasting time. I'm just telling you guys, please stop berating me for the possibility that we are moving to Arizona. First of all, they need help too, (laughs) right? And if we go, Carrie Lake uh, will not be the governor. So what happens if Carrie Lake wins and death sentence wins? I have no fucking clue. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we get an RV and live in the uh, in a bus for a while and just drive around. I guess. I have no idea. So vote. Make sure I'm not homeless <laughs> come the end of the month. Uh, I may be anyway, but, you know, come on, man. Come on, man. Vote. Arizona, vote. We need you. Yeah, Nicole will help. Hurricane Nicole will help. Oh, man. All right. I think we need some help here. So um, how do we get that help? I, I'm looking. Hold on. I'm looking. Where's 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 Harvey? Where is Harvey? I have my open for Harvey somewhere, and now I can't find him. Harvey! Hold on. I, I, I can't bring him in until I find the official opening sound. For our pal Harvey JK, and it's not on my wall where it's supposed to be, which I, I'm not real happy about. But so I'm 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 fumfering, I'm stalling until I can get my um, Harvey JK intro up and well, running. Where is he? Where is who? Where is Harvey? Oh, you mean Harvey JK? Yeah. Yeah, Harvey. Well, he's coming up right now on the Nicole Sandler Show. You see, that's all I needed. Harvey J.K. Well, where is Oh, whoops. I don't want you again. 
I mean, you're welcome as many times as you want. But wait, I got to stop that from playing before I can bring on your microphone. It's a Monday. Hi. Hi. Okay. Now, now we're here. Yeah. Um, and 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 now they're telling me it's hot in Arizona. I live in Florida. At least it's not humid in Arizona. My hair will cooperate in Arizona. Just saying. Okay. Hi, Harvey. Hello, Nicole. <laughs> you know, this is this is the convergence of all these things. You know, the end of the election season, the end of hurricane season at the end of November, but not before Nicole makes her presence known. Um, and we have to be out of the house by the end of the month. So, you know, it's a fun time for all. Yeah. <laughs> You said it's going to be warm whether you're in Florida or Arizona. Yeah, and, yeah, and that yeah. and that and that that's wonderful. Okay, we're entering <laughs> very very late autumn. Soon we'll have. I'm sure we'll have a snowfall soon. Yes, um, you will. Yeah, and Thanks, you, but a nice little thing. I woke up this morning and outside the window where we're having breakfast were two deer. So, oh, nice. Yeah, and we don't live in the woods. I mean, wait, there's a there's a woods nearby, but apparently the deer know that it's. It's hunting season is upon us soon, cool. so they're going to hang out yeah, in the neighborhood. See, I don't I guess. like that. I, d- d- yeah. Yeah. no, I'm not. Uh, Bambi, I'm not a hunter. Yeah, no, me either. Yeah. Um, so Harvey, I don't know if you. I I actually should have waited for you to get here because I played. I, I've got some like closing argument ads. Some of them uh-huh. are really good, and the one I played I found last week. Um, just online in my usual travels, and it was so good. I'm amazed that I hadn't seen it um, huh. pop up anywhere else. And it's by a um, um, ah, Grant. It, it's by a group called Way to Win. Us. Are, are you familiar with them? No, I'm not. At okay, all. and I wonder if you've seen this ad. Uh, you know what? I'm going to play it again because I want you to see it. And I want to get your thoughts on it because okay. I think this is so good. Um, this is the kind of stuff the Democratic Party should have been doing, should have been churning out. Uh, but obviously they haven't been, um, sadly. But check out this ad and and tell me if you think this is an effective closing argument, because okay. I really do. All right. It goes like, whoops, like this. America was founded on a dream of freedom. One that has yet to come true. It was freedom for some. Freedom for the few. Until we, the people, rose up and came together. From the Underground Railroad to Standing Rock. From Stonewall to Selma. We've pushed America towards that dream of freedom again and again and again. But there have always been those who use fear and division to cling to power. Now, once again, they are threatening to take away our freedoms, to control our own bodies, to vote and have the will of the people prevail, to love who we love. Progress often seems impossible. But the truth is, we decide what's possible. You decide what's possible. We can build a country where all of us are free to thrive, a place where equality, justice, and liberty are real. And someday, when the next generation asks what we did in this moment, 
to protect our freedoms, we'll be able to say everything we could. Vote Democrats. Um, so, Harvey, what'd you think? Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I, I have one criticism. Yeah. Okay. This is a criticism that I, I've had for some time, um, which began very specifically with Obama. Okay. He had a, he had a, this thing that he said, um, let's see, it went, uh, it was like three places it, and finished on Selma. It was, you remember, it was like, he was trying to indicate the, 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 this, the, this, and the, this, it, and he indicated three movements. It was like, you know, the women's movement, the, the rights movement, and there was a third. I'm, I'm blanking on it right okay. Oh, Stonewall. That's uh, right, it. Right, right. Why am I blanking on the very first one? I don't know. Something Selma Stonewall. And it really annoyed me because it's, it's exactly the problem the Democrats have had. And that is, and I remember saying this about Obama. If I can't remember the first, it was an S as well. I cannot believe. Oh, Seneca Se- Falls. Right? Oh, Seneca okay. Falls. I, th- I, just, I thought Falls. it was Selma, but uh, Sel- yeah, Seneca Falls, Selma, oh, Selma, and 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 Stonewall. Right. Okay. Women's rights, African American, you know, yep. equal, you know, equal, equal rights, rights, civil rights, right? and and gay rights. Right. Okay. Yep. And I thought to myself, why didn't he just also say, since it, there was Seneca Falls with the F, Seneca Falls, Flint, and then Selma and Stonewall. Flint, of course, being where the UAW staged the sit-down strike. They occupied the, 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 the factory, and literally, literally it became an iconic moment in the American labor movement and the struggle for workers' rights to um, organize a union and collective bargaining. I mean, it was a major well, that's, event. You know what? That's interesting. But when I, when I hear Flint now, I think of the water crisis. I oh, think of, you sure. know, so it, and, and, and it doesn't belong on this in that sense, doesn't belong on the same level as Selma and Seneca Falls. And no, and, no, we're talking about movements for, right. for freedom and democracy. Right. Gotcha. So, so when I saw this just now, it was obviously great, but there was, they didn't bring in the question of workers' rights. Right. And to that's me, true. If you, and that, and that's been the problem with Democrats for 45 years, quite frankly. Okay. When opportunities arose to make working class rights, I mean, which, by the way, you say workers' rights, you're talking about black, white, brown, you name it. I and mean, we're not talking about the white working class, not at all. So it always, so why, why is it that liberals and progressives just do that all the time? It's, and by the way, and, and my view is that if the Democrats do not figure out a way, basically, well, it's good. It's good. It, after tomorrow, who the hell knows what's yeah, going on? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it was the case that, that under Obama, they could have enacted a renewal of workers' rights in that first year, and they didn't. And then with Biden, yeah, sure, he's been a better a better president for labor than probably anyone since. I don't know. I'll say FDR, even if I think that's an unfair comparison. Um, in many ways. But it is the case that I do think there should have been an, a truly aggressive way. And why do I say that? Because we know that that a lot of working class people, and this includes Latinos and African-Americans lately, in, in smaller numbers, obviously, but have moved over towards the Republicans because of this question of inequality, material inequality, and now especially inflation. And the f- sooner Democrats can identify with organizing 
the, the more effective they'll be in winning elections. I mean, what have we seen the past year and a half? What has been the most significant, if you like, progressive movement from the bottom up of the past year and a half? Okay. Mm-hmm. Labor. Work, young working right. class people. And, right? and yes. Right. So that's my thing. And, I mean, and, I, this yeah, is my thing. Look, the thing is, the Democrats have so many issues you know, to hang their hats on. And, and labor is a big one. And, and they have neglected it over the years. And that's why organized labor is experiencing so many troubles, because it wasn't nurtured and it wasn't right. taken care of for the longest right. time. Right now right. we're trying to bring it back. And it's a little bit, you know, a little too little too late, but yeah, it can't be too late. Five years since 1978. When Carter turned his back on labor law reform, that would have changed. Mm. By the way, had he not done that, there were other things at the same time that he was turning his back on. History would have been utterly different thereafter, because had he done so, Reagan would not have won the presidency in 1980. Right. No, I think you're right. And again, and then Clinton totally neglected labor. Oh, and, and totally. you know, until yeah. now, and Joe Biden is probably the most pro-labor yeah. president we've yes. had in a long time. So, right. you know, but again, here's the, I, I had an appointment today. I actually went and got my hearing checked because there, wow. there was a free thing. And, you know, yeah. I've been in radio for 40 years and I spent, um, I know, I, I, I turned 63 on Friday. I'm old. I'll say wow. it. I, I don't, I don't hide it. Thank you. By the yeah, way, just so for I, the record, yes. I'm going to just tell you this so you feel a little bit better. I don't think it bothers you necessarily. I always think birthdays that bring us to a whatever, 3, 13, 23, bring good luck. Really? I, I always the think threes, of three huh? as, a, as a good luck thing. Okay, yeah. cool. I just, well, by the I'll... way, I just turned 73. So, ah, so you're, you're a decade older than me. I, right. I like that. Okay, cool. I don't because I've been feeling kind of old lately, but that's okay. I don't mind it. it it's natural. We age anyway. Yeah. So I, I know I have hearing loss, or I did. I thought I did because oh. you know I've spent so many years with headphones on, and I wear them loud. Wow. And I worked yeah. for four years on a big morning show with guys who would scream, and let, and I had them cranked up, and I it, right sure. so. Plus, you're you're like, look, rock and roll can do that. And rock and roll. I've been to more concerts than I could ever recount uh, and loud ones. So anyway, so they had a free thing. And I'm like, let me see what I'm dealing with here. Well, it's not hardly... It's not bad at all. My husband is a low talker. David talks. Uh, so I'm, I'm constantly, what? What? So I'm, I'm as thinking. As long as he's not, wait, as long as he's not gaslighting you. Let's, no, no, let's, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I was at this place and I'm talking to the woman who seemed very nice. But, you know, whenever I get the chance, I'm going to yeah. proselytize. Not religion, uh-huh. but politics. And so, you know, she's like, well, let's get you back in here in a year. And I'm like, well, I won't be here in a year. Uh, what? I said, no, we're moving. We're we're leaving. I said, right. if if Ron DeSantis wins again, we're out of here. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, really? Where are you going to go? And I said, well, probably Arizona. But if Carrie if Carrie Lake wins, we're not going there. I, and and you know, and she's like, well, you know, Joe Biden's not doing a real good job. I'm like, 
he's actually doing a decent job. And then I and then I went into my whole spiel. You know, yeah. people are screaming about inflation. You know, Joe Biden didn't didn't create the inflation. It's a global problem. Inflation is lower here than it is in most nations around the world. By the way, our gas prices may be higher than they were during the pandemic when no one was driving, but they're lower than just about anywhere else on the planet. And she's but like, you know, I, I, you know, funny, I'm with you on I, look, I, I think I do not think inflation has been caused by the Biden administration nope. whatsoever. Nope. Not for nope. a moment. Nope. OK. And, and, you know, I'm a critic, but yes, not for a moment. Yep. But I will tell you, I wish Biden, there's something Biden should have done. And what I think, it, and even if it turned out to be symbolic, then I think he could have acted with an executive order. Yeah. I think he should have called in the heads of the major oil companies. Yeah. To, to the White House. Oh, without a read, doubt. And read them the, the riot, riot act. act. Without a doubt. Right? Yes, he should and, have. And threatened, look, and if you guys don't do it, I'll just issue an executive order. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Raising the price of, of oil in this country. Yeah. yeah. Look, my, you know what? I've got a number of complaints about Biden. My biggest one is that he came in thinking he could do what Obama couldn't do and get the other yeah. side to work yeah. with him. Yeah. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. So next up in my in my um, uh, wallow of closing oh, ads. Do you have a backup to Arizona? Well, no, because David won't go anywhere cold. Here's what I'm uh, thinking. I, I would go back to California in a heartbeat, except can't afford it. California has, yeah, everywhere yeah, has exploded, right. but California especially. So, I, I, is there you anywhere know, cheap in Hawaii? No, <laughs> I, I didn't think so. I, I didn't yeah, think what so. what we may do is like California, a little further east, like in the Palm Desert area. A lot of my uh, friends, uh, a lot of musician friends of mine from L.A. have moved uh, out to that area because uh-huh. it's 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 not as expensive. It's yeah, it, relatively affordable, but it's still expensive. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to think that way. I'm going to think either Charlie Crist will pull it out. Not going to happen because I got to show you this in a second. Or I think I think Katie Hobbs will win in Arizona. I'm I'm putting out the positive vibes in the in the atmosphere because otherwise I don't know what we're going to do. I really don't. But I want to show you. But in that vein, hold on. In that vein, we're just talking governors. Yeah, yeah. I might look. I'm living in a in a bubble of fear right yes, now yeah okay. so you have tony evers who tony seems Ever- like a evers. decent man say evers. Tony evers, just evers. So you know. evers um who is not a dynamic governor no i mean even if we had a, a democratic legislature i wouldn't have expected him to be too dynamic but it is the case that he literally he has saved us from oblivion because he has had the veto power mm-hmm. so there are two fears the first one is that he'll just literally lose to michaels who is by the way a vile character. Yes. Okay. An utterly vile character. And it's just like, it's going to be hellish if he wins. But the other fear is that Evers might win, but the Republicans could win a super majority in the legislature that could override his vetoes. And they've already threatened. They've got like 150 things that they wanted to do that Evers blocked and they're ready to pounce. And if that's the case, this state, this state will be, like Florida under DeSantis. Oh, at, God. At best. Well, yeah. okay, but I'm going to show you what Florida is under DeSantis. So I've played some of the DeSantis ads before, and they are heinous and reprehensible and scary and frightening and every ad- adjective you can come up with. Uh-huh. But this one, oh boy, this one takes the cake. Now, 
I don't know if Mrs. DeSantis produced it, but she's the one who put it out there. Casey, who is a case of something. Um, I'm just going to play the ad and uh, just I'm going to tell you to brace yourself. Okay. Okay. Uh, Where is he? Harvey is in in Wisconsin. Uh, Sorry for those who weren't. Okay. You ready? This is the new ad from the DeSantis campaign. Get ready. Oh, my God. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a protector. So God made a fighter. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, kiss his family goodbye, travel thousands of miles for no other reason than to serve the people, to save their jobs, their livelihoods, their liberty, their happiness. So God made a fighter. God said, I need someone to be strong, oh my God. advocate truth in the midst of hysteria, someone who challenges conventional wisdom and isn't afraid to defend what he knows to be right and just. So God made a fighter. God said, I need somebody who will take the arrows, stand firm in the wake of unrelenting attacks, look a mother in the eyes and tell her that her child will be in school. Oh, fuck you. She can keep her job, go to church, eat dinner with friends, and hold the hand of an aging parent and die taking COVID their breath for the last more than time. anywhere else in the nation. So God made a fighter. <laughs> God said, I need a family man. A man who would laugh and then sigh oh. and then reply with smiling eyes <laughs> when his daughter says she wants to spend her life doing what dad does. <laughs> So God made a fighter. Oh, my God. Never stop fighting for freedom. Paid for by Ron DeSantis, Republican for governor. Okay. Have you puked yet? Yeah, I did in my pail over here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Look. In fact, if you finished off with a comment as Ed came, you said, oh, my God, I was going to say, uh-huh. and God said, oh, my God. Yes. You know? Oh, my God. Are uh, you fucking kidding me? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Right. I, and I, apparently I, I, Donald Trump is upset about that ad because Ron is trying to stealing his gig because he thinks he was sent from God. Oh, my God. Oh. I liked when he stood in front of a um, the podium and said early treatment. <laughs> I was thinking, I don't think he ever had treatment. He definitely needs treatment. No, yeah. no, seriously speaking, it is so pathetic what has happened to it. Is, I mean, you know, a few years ago, I told some people that what bugged me about too many Democrats is they immediately started using the term deplorables and yeah. people were crazy and blah, blah, blah. But what has happened is because the Democrats for so many years, failed to address these kinds of shits, okay, and failed to address the needs of working people and failed to fight. What has happened is that even if the, the word crazy or, 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 or deplorable, even if those aren't right, we have come to the point now, and I mean this, where the Republicans are not running on anything, uh, anything of truth. No. 
And, and they are literally relying on the fact that most people in places like Florida or even Wisconsin, they're relying on the fact that people just hate Democrats. Yeah. It is. And that's all it's about. It's owning the libs. It's, you know, and the things, the thing is the shit they're saying about Democrats is all made up. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It is actually bullshit. It's bullshit. Uh, You know, they believe that Democrats want abortion on demand up until the moment of birth and after. They honestly believe this because all their politicians tell them that that's the case. And the Democrats haven't come out strongly enough and flat out just said bullshit. It's bullshit. Stop it. Because now these idiots believe it. Yeah. So, for example, any Democrat who would have gone into a debate with a Republican was literally taking their life into their own hands because it, it would be impossible to my mind, to effectively debate a Republican of that sort because they'll just literally spew lie after lie right. after lie. So that's so, what Katie Hobbs did in Arizona, and she's come under a mountain of criticism because yeah. how do you not debate your opponent even though yeah. she is batshit crazy and spews lies and conspiracy theories? Well, maybe it would have been the case she could have gone in with a T-shirt that just said, you're a liar. Yeah. I mean, that's what you have to do. It's just say, there she goes again. Charlie Crist did it effectively against uh, DeSantis, I thought. Called Uh him out on his lies. That's what you have to do in this case. But now Katie Hobbs has been repositioned. Oh, she's a coward and... You know, she's on the defense now. When she it just should have been an easy win for her. And now she may lose. It's it's frightening. Well, look, even up in New York State, the Republican has made a serious campaign of it with, with, you know, and it's not it's not impossible that a Republican could literally defeat the Democrat. It is not because also Kathy Hochul is a horrible candidate. Remember, she was Andrew Cuomo's, you know, she was his lieutenant governor. And so she slid in there. So she was the nominee. Look, the Democrats would not have put her up as the candidate. She was sort of our candidate by default, but again, who she's running against should not stand a chance. And the fact that it's a campaign, that it's a competitive race is yeah. Mind, yeah, the attorney general, Letitia James, who was running for re-election, actually had everyone assume that she would run for governor. Yep. The attorney general. And when, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, it's a sidebar to all that. It's, it's like um, when Richard Trumka, two summers ago, passed away unexpectedly. Head of the, the AFL-CIO. Yeah. Right. It meant that the the his number two at the AFL-CIO could slide right in basically as the interim and then one re-election, which meant that the chance of actually electing an aggressive and dynamic leader to the AFL-CIO exactly when we needed one just fell to the wayside. So, you know, it's like, you know, that's why things are utterly unpredictable when it comes to, you know, life and death. And as a consequence, we have to figure out how, how, how not to hang ourselves you know, on one particular figure. And right now, you know, seriously speaking, I'm, as long as we're talking about the worst case scenarios, let me give you the worst case scenario. Not We already know what it is tomorrow. But then if they win the House. Yeah. Okay. And not, let's suppose they don't win both. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In fact, I have to tell you, perversely, winning both could, in the long run, actually be more effective than just winning one. 
for us. And I mean that, and I'll tell you why. So if they win the House and the Democrats hold the Senate, it means that it's basically a mixed government, right? Not just mixed, it's a crazy government because it'll be obstruction and obstruction, period. The thing is that if there is a recession upcoming, a Democrat can't win in 2024. No. No, and especially with uh, either way. You know what? This whole thing, the Democrats always are cleaning up from the Republicans tanking the economy. And this time... It's just weird because the pandemic threw everything off. Again, the economy is not the fault of Joe Biden. Um, and I, I hate to say it, if right. Donald Trump had won another term, I don't know that we'd be sitting here right now. But I also think we'd be in a lot worse shape than we are. Yeah. Right. You know, but there are th- the Democrats screw themselves over and over again. Yeah, they do. They do. And they, when they pass that child tax credit, they did it. What one year? But that's you know that's how they could get it done, and it, and then they thought they'd position it as well. The Republicans are taking it away from you. The thing is that people don't understand it that way because they don't understand it that way. When look, yeah. everyone knew that everything was hanging on mansion and cinema, and some people hiding behind their skirts. If you yes. excuse yep. the expression, no, I hear you. And but the fact is that there again, Biden should have figured out a way. I mean, good presidents figure out how to buy people off. I don't care what it takes, yep. whether it takes they know how They know how to work the room. And- right. And he, for a guy who claimed he could work across the aisle, yeah. he sure as hell fucked up his ties to Manchin and, and Cinema and all the other Democrats. I gotcha. mean, it's just... I agree. Okay, for example, I mean, sorry, I'm just okay. I'm revved up once. Okay. That ad has revved me up. I know. I got another ad to play for you, though. So. Okay, pl- I'm going to shut up then. Play me another ad. Okay, so this one, this one I just found on Twitter. This was not by any political consultant or a high-priced, uh-huh. you know, uh, firm in D.C. Yeah. This is a woman on TikTok, and it's okay. really good. It goes like this. Here we go. Can you pee with a tampon? I don't think it's recommended. Welcome to another episode of Roe v. Bros, the game show where we find out how much men know about women's bodies. Can you pee with a tampon in? I think you got to take it out. I've seen the little tampon trash cans in the uh, <laughs> bathroom, so probably why. Why are there different types of tampons? Uh, different sizes of vaginal cavities. <laughs> about how many tampons would one use for their period on average? One? Oh. <laughs> or two? I think one, to be honest. One. And it, they put them inside. <laughs> yes. What is a period? What is a period? It's uh, the time of the month where the woman is ovulating. Oh. Can God. you pee with a tampon in? No. Okay, no. All right. Are you registered to vote? Yes. Are you registered to vote? <laughs> yes. Are you registered to vote? Yes. Don't let man brains outvote women in the upcoming election. Vote November 8th. Don't let man brains outvote women. I love that. All right, I'm going to play you one more while we're here. So here's this one. Oh, hey, sweetie, how can I help you? I read there are babies that totally need homes, so I'd love to adopt one. That's adorable, but impossible. You're cute. How old are you, 11? 12 and a half. Excuse me. If science says I'm old enough to have a baby, hello, period and PE class, I should be able to adopt one, am I right? No, you're wrong. <laughs> You've got to provide food, shelter, mental, dental. Do you have proof of income? Oh, does tooth fairy money count? Oh. Well, if I can't take a baby home, what about surrogacy? Wouldn't I look fly pregnant? Oh, my God, no, put that down. Pregnant teens are at high risk for preeclampsia, toxemia, emotional trauma. Ugh, you're killing my vibe. Don't be sassing me. Oh, God, not again. We do not adopt the children. I was just... 
wondering if you knew where the abortion clinic is? Oh, um, I'm so sorry, but this day closed all of them. Mm. Thanks. We wouldn't let a kid adopt a kid, so why would we ever force a kid to have a kid? Paid for by Mothers Against Greg Abbott. That's a great name for a group, <laughs> but it's a great ad, too. Both of those were good in different ways. By the way, the, the first one is kind of on target, okay? Yeah. The second one, I, I don't know if you could hear me. Could you hear me? I heard you laughing. I, I, was, I was hysterical. I know. I mean, that because that was tragicomic at the highest level. That's right. The highest level. Okay. I, oh, my goodness. Because truth is oh, stranger man. than fiction. Because that could have ha- – I mean, that is the scenario we've yeah. been living through. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, I have to tell you, years ago, I, I, th- I thought to myself, the, the worst moments in American history, the worst, mm-hmm. okay, is when – People have secured rights, and then within a generation or two, those rights are stripped from them. Yeah. So, for example, the late 19th century when the South became, really became segregated, Uh okay? Uh And, you know, with, um, I was going to say Roe v. Wade, with Plessy versus Ferguson and the segregation and Jim Crow laws and all of that. I mean- you know, you, you, you win a war, and African-Americans played a major role in winning the Civil War, okay? You go through Reconstruction, and as A. Philip Randolph said, the first time the South really ever had democracy was during Reconstruction, and African-Americans brought it to the South. And then you think about the 1930s through the 1960s, workers' rights, women's rights, civil rights, voting rights, etc., you know, you got the idea. And here we are, you know, or what, 40 years, 50 years later. 50. And yeah. what we've seen is the stripping, a set, the stripping of a woman's right to control her own body. We've seen voting rights literally, you know, you know, crushed in places, not specifically with any racial designation, but the effort to suppress, which essentially is to take people's right to vote away from them. And workers' rights in, by way of extending right-to-work laws into all the more states outside of the South. So we are living through one of the, the, the sort of hellish moments in American history because if tomorrow goes the way I fear it might go, that means in the next course of the next two to three years, we could see the stripping of we could see the stripping of workers' rights in all the more places if the Republicans take both houses yep. and literally Oops. try to Sorry. push through national right to work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, people, if you're listening and you have thought, ah, I'm not going to vote because the Democrats suck or who, who the hell cares is not going to matter. It does me, matter. It if matters. You vote, if you don't vote, you're on our shit list. And if Let you vote for here. an idiot, um, yeah. I, I just, I, I saw this clip today. I just had to don't play it. Don't waste your vote on a third party. God, no. Okay, this is Howard Stern. Harvey, I hope you can hear it playing from this computer. If you can't, bear with me for a minute. Everyone's just feeling really empowered to say whatever dumb fucking thing is on their brain. And then they go, oh, come on. Come on, man. Give me a, you know, come on. Free speech. Free speech. Hi, Hitler. Now let's move on. (laughs) 
Heil Hitler. Hitler threw the Jews in the ovens. Leave me alone. I just want to say things like that. I just want to, I just want to, I want to say what I have to say. Everyone's full of ideas, all dummy. Some of these candidates that people are actually fucking Herschel Walker. Holy fuck. They're saying he's going to win in Georgia. Are you fucking dummies? There's going to be, you know, and they always talk about another civil war. Well, I think there is going to be one. I mean, how the well. fuck did you elect that guy? you got to be <laughs> out of your fucking skull. I'm going to give you a game right now. Here's a game, Robin. We'll see how good you are. Yeah. I'm going to say Herschel Walker or Whack Packer. You tell me who said it. <laughs> this is, I got to say, I mean, are you fucking kidding me? I don't care what party, what you believe, what you think would be good for America. Would you really vote for this fucking I don't know what the fuck he is. I was going to say like mental case. I don't, but I don't even know what that's fair to mental cases. It's not fair to mental cases. I mean, I know. you know that. All right. Hold on, they're let me let me. Win. They're right. they're saying he's going to win. Uh, so let me play for you Raphael Warnock's final closing ad because, uh, well, he, here it is. Goes like this. I'm Raphael Warnock, and I approve this message. Republicans are speaking out about Herschel Walker's troubling behavior. Herschel Walker hasn't earned my respect or my vote. And, uh, you know, I'm like hundreds Republican of thousands Lieutenant of other Republicans here in Georgia. We're confused. We don't, we don't really have anywhere to go right now. And on his history of violence. If you held a gun to your wife's head and threatened to blow it off, you're a bad man. Republican Agriculture and Commissioner. Georgia's deserve better. Uh, that's it. It's short and sweet, uh, but they said what needed to be said. Yeah. I, I, how anybody yeah. could vote for Herschel Walker is it's an insult. Um, David, sorry. Yes. First of all, I demand equal time. Number one, I am not a weather witness. <laughs> yes, you are. That's number one. Okay. Number two, Harvey asked a question earlier about um, why it is that working class people uh, have left the Democratic Party. I can answer that question in two words. Bill Clinton. Um, uh, I mean, number three, anybody David, you who heard is, my question here, all my answers. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway, um, anyone who's listening that's on Twitter, look up, I believe his name is Richard Rosenthal, because he tweeted out some very interesting data points today in regard to the election tomorrow that are significantly more optimistic with facts to back them up than anything you've seen before. The dawn will not break as dark as we expect it to, according to the data points he cites. And they're from credible sources. And I've read this guy's stuff before. He's a credible person. And I am not a weather wimp. You are a weather wimp. Yeah, okay, David, let, let me but, respond to your, your optimism, okay? I, I, I know there are the data points. And I even know that I'm not – my fear is this. There's, it's undeniable that – when asked Democrats, Republicans, there's no doubt about the fact that Democrats will turn out. Okay. The problem is it's the independence yeah. in, in places. And that's not clear what people will do. Okay. That's right. just not clear. And I think I saw Rosenthal's data points doesn't include this question, right? About where independents are breaking. I don't believe I, I didn't see it. And he's already back okay. inside working. Oh, out. Okay. Anyhow, look, I mean, I, Michael Moore from the for last, whatever number of days has daily reiterated the fact that we're all wrong, that the Democrats are going to win. We're underestimating just how deeply women feel threatened. Now, this is interesting. The economy is clearly people in the top of people's minds. Uh-huh. And, but it is the case. They already decided on the abortion question. 
In other words, people aren't, aren't debating who am I going to vote for based on the abortion. They know they're either going to vote this way right. or they're going to vote that way. And if and so that's a foundation to work from. The question is that there are all too many people who, who honestly, in spite of all the brouhaha about Roe v. Wade, and I, I know where I stand on that, it is a case there are lots of people who don't give a shit. And they're going to be moved by the economy because they're not think because they're not thinking about. I know it sounds weird to say, but they're not thinking about Roe v. Wade. Right. So, I, but the thing so is, I hope David, to, but I the Republicans, right. right? But the Republicans right. have not told us how they're going to make the economy any better. All they want to do is get revenge on the Democrats for being right, mean but, to but Donald people Trump. People who are angry don't. People who are angry vote against. Yeah. And by the way, midterm congressional elections, unless people are really enthused by the look. The only time it really happens significantly is in night FDR won the presidency in 32 and the Republicans started to come at him immediately, even some Democrats. But the point is the American people loved him and they loved what the Democrats were doing in the first hundred days. And after, even if the, it wasn't, it wasn't ending the depression. Right. And in 1934, the Democrats won even more seats. The Republicans barely existed after 34 and even less so after 36. The problem is, look, you know what I was arguing, that the way for the Democrats to really win wasn't for Biden to say, I want an FDR-like presidency. It was to make it. To do it. You don't say it, it. you do it. It's like, don't do what I do. Do See what I do, not what I say or however it goes. (laughs) I'm going to do what I need to do and not what I'm saying. (laughs) Right. No, so look, I'm hoping David's right. I mean. I voted 20 times already. Not much more I can do. <laughs> Don't say that. They'll come and arrest you. If you were in yeah, Florida, right. they certainly would. That was a joke. I Listen know. By the way, Kim Chi said, inflation comes and goes, but you will never get your rights back. Gotta, gotta yeah. agree. Yeah. You know, and look, yeah, today it's abortion rights. Tomorrow, watch out Clarence Thomas, because your yeah. oh, interracial yeah. marriage might be in, in, in harm's way. Yeah, because they'll talk about because it's this whole thing. You know, I have I have remarks by FDR from all the way through the 30s that and into the 40s that talked about the ways in which the right wing, who he eventually basically called fascists himself, yeah. that they will use states' rights over and over again, and that is exactly the ba- look. I remember 20 years ago there were articles that said we really have to be careful. This there's this ideology infecting this, these up, up and coming judges, and it wasn't it, it wasn't foundation. It wasn't what they call um, you know the fundamental. You know the, where they argue it's all foundational. Uh, it wasn't Original, uh, originalism. It, wasn't originalism. Yeah. it was states' rights. Right it was uh, was returning to the court. And and by the way, the Republicans are always more patient than the Democrats. Always. The Democrat, you know, I, I, let me let me finish. I know we got to go in a second because I got to go. But let me tell you what I tweeted today. I tweeted, the Republicans are always, the right is always wrong. Yeah, well, yeah. The right is always wrong. Right. Okay. Correct. The problem is the Democrats try their best to be wrong. Okay. You know what? It's the old, I hate to say it because it's just, it's now they, they snatch defeat from the jaws of victory over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It's just right. Right. It's the gang that couldn't shoot straight. Yeah. Right. 
And by the way, it didn't help that they went out of their way to crush progressives along oh, the way. Oh, God, uh, not at all. And yeah. Hakeem Jeffries, who's poised to be the next leader of the House Democrats, whether if they lose the majority, he'll be the minority yeah. leader. But if they win, he would be speaker whenever Nancy decides to yeah. you know, go home. Um, right. He's well, he was the main driver of that. Keep me in mind over the next. Keep me in mind in, in the upcoming couple of weeks, so I can reflect with you on what happened. Oh, I will. But here's the thing, um, and I should tell you guys now too. Uh, the upcoming couple of weeks, I, I, my last day on the air before we move to wherever wow. is going to be the 23rd of November. Then I'm going to have like best of shows, and I'll do updates from the road. I'll try to shoot video and stuff, but. I, I, we got to go. So I'm going to be off for a few weeks. So That's funny. I imagine you shooting the road because I don't know if you remember times where my wife and I were driving to St. Louis. Yeah. And I did your show from the car. Right? I, uh, yeah. On the phone. Uh, okay. So anyhow, one time I remember pulling into a gas station in southern Wisconsin by a big cow, a, a big plastic cow. <laughs> I'll never forget that one. <laughs> Well, uh, we may see. Look, we may have to go buy the world's largest ball of twine because I know that's out there somewhere. There are all somewhere, kinds of right. things, and maybe we'll, yeah. if we don't have a place to live, maybe we'll just be on the road. We'll just be traveling, and I'll do a, a you know. Just remember to play the song. We're on the road on again. On the road again. Right. <laughs> just can't wait to get on the road again. Yeah. Now I'm uh, thinking of the canned heat number. Oh. Uh, that's more. That's better than. Well, I, uh, yeah. Or going out. Was it going out Go, to down the country. to con, down to right. country? Right. Going Somewhere down co to country. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. It was fun. Bye, sort Harvey. Of. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. Good luck to us all. You all bet. Right. Harvey J K. Everybody. Oh, and he's gone. He is gone like the wind. Okay. Um. Um. Uh, yeah. You know, I have one more um ad I can play. And it's not it's it's a Midas touch ad, and I'm going to play it because this just illustrates the the way the other side lies. You know, they lie and they say those Democrats they lie. It's 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 what makes my head explode. Anyway, this is something Midas Touch put together about how they do this. So Laura Ingraham at the beginning says. They talk about us being violent and, and, you know, inciting violence, and they can't even name names because they're making it up. Well, Midas Touch said, oh, really? Really? Now, which Republican official or candidate has ever condoned or in any way encouraged any type of violent assault? Can you, can you start naming them? I can't. I like oh, to no. punch him in the face, I'll tell you. Knock the crap out of him. Maybe he should have been roughed up. They never name names never name because names. they can't. Right. Kevin McCarthy. It's a crime punishable by death is what treason is. Nancy Pelosi is guilty of treason and we want her out. They never name names because they can't. That is a depiction of Representative Gosar carrying swords attacking Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. They never name names. Let's have trial by combat. Today is the day American patriots start taking down names and kicking ass. We yeah. will not go quietly into the night. Strike your fear in the hearts of liberals everywhere, folks. Get on the phone, call your congressman. You can lightly threaten them. I'm coming after you. Madison Cawthorn is coming after wow. you. Everybody's coming after you. I don't think liberals thought this whole mask thing through. You better believe I'm coming with my 
Springfield XPS. The swamp isn't truly drained until we've nailed the hides of the alligators to the wall. They never name names because they can't. Second right. term kicks off with firing Ray, firing Fauci. I'd put the heads on pikes, Ooh. right? I put them at the two corners of the White House as a warning. You don't fight like hell. You're not going to have a country anymore. Now, which Republican official or candidate has ever condoned or in any way encouraged any type of violent <laughs> assault? Can you can you start naming them? I can't. Yeah. Hashtag <clears throat> violent GOP. Uh, Midas Touch. They just rocked that one. And that's a great way to end the show. So tomorrow is Election Day. Gotta Laugh will be here. You know we're going to have to laugh. Because <laughs> what else do you do in a situation like this? All right. If you haven't voted yet, get up early. Get there first thing in the morning. Oh, Nancy says good news is that Bobert is expected to lose. Please, let's take a whole bunch of them down, shall we? Okay, and uh, my namesake, Nicole, I hope you wimp out. You know, that's not the lead that I provide, but please don't follow my lead. Just either completely just fizzle out or turn slightly right and make a straight beeline for Mar-a-Lago. Okay? Cool. All right, guys. Uh, (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. Fingers crossed, everybody. My future depends on you. All right. I'll I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, I will leave you with the news. Bye. It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. One more day before the polls close on the 2022 midterm elections. In the home stretch, candidates across the country are making their closing arguments in what appears to be the most consequential and expensive midterms on the books. Former Presidents Obama and Clinton have jumped on the stump in various close states, and the Republican grifter Trump continues to hold rallies and lie to the people ignorant enough to support him. The former president and Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, actually held dueling events in Florida this weekend, where Trump called DeSantis, quote, Ron DeSanctimonious until the backlash from his followers made him stop. Voters will decide the fate of both chambers of Congress, with all 435 seats of the House up for grabs. 35 of the 100 Senate seats are also on the line, in addition to dozens of governorships, secretaries of state, and attorneys general. You heard our president talk about the stakes in this election. You heard Josh Shapiro and John Fetterman talk about the stakes in this election. A fair economy that gives working people a fair shot. That's on the ballot. Fundamental rights are on the ballot. Truth and facts and logic and reason and basic decency are on the ballot. Democracy itself is on the ballot. The stakes are high. Early voting is done. If you waited this long and you're in a very blue or minority dominant area, you might be waiting in line for a long time on Tuesday. So go prepared and thank you. So what do the next few days have in store? Well, here in Florida, where many are still recovering from Hurricane Ian, here we go again. Another possible tropical system later this week. Right now it is subtropical storm Nicole. 
Yes, Nicole has formed in the southwest Atlantic, about 555 miles east of the Bahamas, and the National Hurricane Center said it could impact Florida on Election Day. Weather models are showing at least three to six inches of rainfall across the state through Thursday, with isolated higher amounts possible. And forecasts show that a second system in the Atlantic may still develop, though it won't impact land over the next several days. In case you were wondering, hurricane season lasts through November 30th. The forecast is even more extreme after the election is over if Republicans take back control of the House. CBS News reporting that some of Marjorie Taylor Greene's allies in Trump's circles have been pressuring the Republicans leader in the House, Kevin McCarthy, to give her a highly sought seat on the House Oversight Committee. And according to three people briefed on the talks, McCarthy is listening and not rejecting the idea. Oh, man. Meanwhile, chaos reigns on Twitter as Elon Musk proves you don't have to be smart to be the wealthiest man on the planet. On Friday, Twitter's new owner began mass layoffs. Reports of up to half of the workforce getting an email with the news on their personal accounts while their Twitter addresses were disabled. But new reports that the company is already trying to hire back dozens of the staff at laid off are surfacing. Go figure. Delegates and world leaders from nearly 200 countries are gathering in Egypt for the UN's annual climate meeting. COP27 gets fully underway today, where they begin with an agreement to discuss compensation for poor nations that have contributed very little to the acceleration of climate change, but are suffering increasing damage as temperatures and sea levels rise. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres noting that a U.N. report released Sunday said that the last eight years have been the hottest on record. And he added, quote, our planet is sending a distress signal. Today begins a two-day world leader summit where the heads of state will speak about what they hope to get out of this meeting. After the leaders depart, the conference delegates will start their negotiations. Election workers in Arizona's Maricopa County received at least 140 threats and other hostile communications as the midterm election campaign intensified over the summer. Reuters cited 1,600 pages of documents that they obtained through a public records request. The threatening messages to the county election office between July 11th and August 22nd included such menacing lines as, quote, you will all be executed and, quote, wire around their limbs and tied and dragged by a car. Many of these threats cited the former guy's unfounded claims about various forms of voter fraud, including fake ballots and tampering with voting machines. Other jurisdictions around the country also experienced similar threats. Lovely. And believe it or not, no one won. The jackpot now stands at $1.9 billion. Yeah, There were no winners in Saturday night's drawing. So this now makes it the largest lotto prize ever offered. The odds of winning, though, are pretty rare. One in 292.2 million. The drawing is Monday night, 10.59 p.m. Eastern. And someone will eventually win it. May as well be you or me, right? Good luck. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that donate button.